All right. So we have been dealing with the book of Daniel, um, and I'm going to ask again Senior Pastor to lead us out into prayer so that we can retain what is going to be talked about today. Um, so, Senior Pastor, if you can, just lead us out in prayer. Father, we just bless your name. We are grateful to you today to be alive in spite of what is happening around us, the uncertainty, in spite of the confusion. We know that you are still in charge. Lord, we pray once again for those who have been affected by this virus, those who don't know what to do, those who are helpless, those who have lost hope and faith. We pray today that your spirit will roam the corridors of the earth. And, O oh God, as you had sent your angels, Gabriel, Michael, O oh God, we pray today that an angel will be dispatched and that people will know that truly there's a God to be worshipped. We praise you today as a church. We come together to bless your name. We pray for those whose faith needs to be strengthened. We pray for those who are weak. We pray for those who need strength. We pray for those whose eyes need to be opened up. And in the name of Jesus, we ask today the few words that we will impart that, O oh God, will strengthen our stakes in the Lord. We just bless your name today, and we glorify you for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Um, we, like I said, have been doing Daniel chap, uh, the book of Daniel, and today we're going to be focused on Daniel chapter 8. We're not going to read the entire book of Daniel, um, you can read it, um, the entire chapter, uh, Daniel chapter 8. We're not going to read the entire chapter um, because it has 27 verses. It's going to be quite lengthy. Um, but we have um, extracted some things that are thought-provoking and, you know, just to kind of guide us into understanding this entire chapter. Um, now, a few things that you must consider when looking at Daniel chapter 8. Um, in summary, you can, you can divide it into four events. Uh, media Persia, Greece, Little Horn, Sanctuary Cleansed. And like I said, you may want to take a notebook or something so that you can, you know, kind of jot some things down so that you can look at it in the future or later on. But four divisions for Daniel chapter 8. Media Persia is one. Greece is two. Little Horn is three. And Sanctuary Cleansed is four. Right? And um, focusing on Daniel chapter 8, it helps us to analyze Daniel's vision. And in analyzing Daniel's vision, um, it propels us into the worship that we need um, for the Lord, who is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um, that's kind of his title. Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when we look at Daniel chapter 8, we realize how powerful God is. And it also 
speaks to his provision, his divine providence. Not only that, we realize that he is in control of everything. That's kind of the bottom line of this Daniel chapter 8. And Senior Pastor is going to be going through um, a few things so that you can understand a bit more about Daniel chapter 8. But the bottom line is that God is in control of everything, right? God is in control of everything. And we must recognize that in everything that we do, God is in control of everything. Now, a quick summary. Uh, Daniel sees a succession of ancient empires violently following one another each represented by an animal. The Median, Persian, and Greek empires are explicitly named as well as the breakup of the latter into four different empires. The rapid shift from one king to another is not merely a meaningless merry-go-round with endless victims. The self-glorification builds in intensity until God is directly challenged. But God will not be mocked. The evil that these kingdoms bring about will be limited. And that's something, again, that goes back to God is in control of everything. Now, one thing you must also remember, in the book of Daniel, um, there are quite a few um, dreams that he has and visions that he has, um, and it gets very confusing at times because you have so many voices trying to interpret what Daniel was trying to say, um, and how Daniel was trying to say it. This particular vision, or this particular dream, if you want to call it that, in Daniel chapter 8, um, we must understand that it has already happened, right? Um, this per particular vision has already been played out. Um, and that's something that is a bit too much to get into at this time, but just know that the vision has already been fulfilled. The, prof the prophecy that has already been, the prophecy has already been fulfilled. Um, Daniel had already received, by the end of Daniel chapter 8, he received the interpretation, right? Uh, the archangel Gabriel had already or had given him the interpretation of the vision or the dream. So that's something that's important. So this has nothing to do with now, what's happening now, because I, this particular uh, chapter has been misconstrued a lot as to end-time prophecy. In fact, from Daniel chapter 8, verse 14 um, the entire Seventh-day Adventist church was founded from Daniel chapter 8, verse 14, right? Um, and I'll try and see if I can get some information out on that so that you can read upon it. Um, but it was quite interesting to find out that because they thought it was the end of the age, the end of the world, there were actual dates that were put on the calendar, saying that at this particular date, the world is going to end. At that particular date, the world is going to end. And it's from that that the Seventh-day Adventist Church was birthed. Um, and here we are now, you know, hundreds of years later. 
Um, so just be kind of careful with some of the interpretations that you hear flowing. Um, one thing we can say is Jesus says when you, when you hear these things, you must look up for your redemption, draweth nigh. And I finally want to, before I let, the senior, let our senior pastor loose, um, in John chapter 16, you may want to take note of that, in John chapter 16, um, verses 32 through 33, I thought it was quite interesting, and this kind of ties into everything. It says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. This was Jesus talking to his disciples, basically saying, okay, you guys are going to go home now, right? And I'm going to be here alone. Now, we often say that, you know, Jesus himself talked about kind of being homeless. He had no place to lay his head. Um, he was constantly on the move. Um, he still did have a home to go back to. I mean, he could go back to his, you know, to his mother Mary, you know, um, but technically, he had a mission. He was on the move to get things done for his father. But in verse 33, it says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So that's John chapter 16, verse 32 and 33. Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that he shall be scattered, every man to his, to, to his own house, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So the, the topic for today is vision of the ram and goat, and um, we're going to have our senior pastor uh, come to us. It says, we love to hear good news. The word gospel means good news, and the church should be the bearer of good news to the world, right? So this is something that we're going to be looking at, um, and our senior pastor now is going to kind of lead us into um, just some, a few jottings, a few things about Daniel chapter 8. Senior pastor. Amen. All right, and Pastor O mentioned and mentioned in the lesson about the vision of the ram and the goat. The Lord always used earthly things to bring out heavenly things. And the, the goat here represented Greece. And um, it's the large horn Alexander the Great. We, we've talked about him quite a bit this past month about um, how he conquered the world, but he, he died at about 35 at the height of his glory. He was poisoned, and um, his entire family perished with him. Um, he had a wife that was pregnant, and she also perished along with the baby, so the entire um, family was, was wiped out. Um, the longer on here represents the growing dominance of Persia, um, very world power at that time. If you're writing, the goat represents Greece, and um, the large horn represents Alexander the Great. 
Um, there was an amazing prediction because Greece was not yet considered a world power. No, the prophecy of Daniel did not happen when Daniel was alive. It was future, you know, that came to pass and is still to come to pass because he also prophesied about the heavenly when Jesus will make his second and triumphant return to this world and all nations will be gathered to him. And um, we sing the song, bring forth the royal diadem and crown him the Lord of all. He will be crowned God of, of God and king of kings. Um, so we, we need to be ready for that. Um, we, we look at the prediction that was made here. And there were six major themes in, in the second revelation that appear here. Um, number one, the height of human pride that we see happening quite a bit now. It's all about people even when they don't know things and they don't want to hear from anybody else. The height of human pride, especially that which is done in military powers, you know, um, United States, China, um, Soviet, you know, and so on. Um, number two, there was an announcement of future deliverance that we are talking about. And again, you could mention that uh, Israel, you know, will came back to be a nation and the church will be taken away. Somebody asked me the other day what will happen, and I told them that there are two tribulations, the tribulation and the great tribulation. We are, the church is going through the tribulation now. The great tribulation is when the Antichrist is revealed and people will be forced to take the mark of the beast. At that time, the church won't be here. According to Revelation, the church will be taken away. The unbelieving Jews who didn't believe that they were in the Messiah, they didn't accept him. And those unbelievers who are here, unheard, they are the ones who will be forced to take the mark. And then you can't buy and sell unless you have the mark in your forehead or in your forearm. You know, we won't be here and we take consolation in that. Then number four, the spiritual powers that lie behind earthly kingdoms. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and power against the rulers of darkness of this world. Then number five, the certainty of judgment for all who oppose the will of God. Judgment is coming, and Daniel talked about that. Then the certainty of God's rule, which, which includes eternal blessings for God's people, you know, and eternal damnation and those who will not believe. And the, we can uh, rest assured that whatever God said in his word will be fulfilled. Uh, Leroy Martin says, One morning I woke with severe pain in my abdomen and a very high fever. The pain grew worse, and I was taken to the hospital. The doctor said he had bad and good news for me. The bad news was that I had appendicitis. I must endure surgery. The good news was that I would feel much better in a few days. And Paul, Paul says the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Glory trumps over suffering. And we know that if we, if we suffer with him, we shall also 
reign with him. Um, then uh, A.W. Tozer said, we need a baptism of clear seeing. We desperately need seers, you know, who can see through the mist. And, oh, God, we need it in these times. We are getting so much false news. Amen. Everybody is predicting something now. Everybody knows what is going to take place, and everybody can tell you what to do. But, oh, God, I hope that we will have people who can see. And it, 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 they are in the church. They are in the church. It should not come from the world. The world, the church should be leading the world at this time and not hiding, not staying aside and, not, and keeping quiet. We should be the leaders because God has given what he has kept from the wise and prudent. He has given to the babe and, and suffering. So we need Christian leaders with prophetic vision. Unless they come soon, Toza said, it will be too late for this generation. And if they do come, we will no doubt crucify a few of them in the name of our worldly pledges. That's true. You are telling people the truth now and they don't even want to hear it. You know, what, what has the world come to? It's right there in Daniel's vision. And my friend, let's pay attention to this scripture, you know. Um, then uh, we talk about as the goat moves towards it, we're kind of chopping it up because of time. He approached the ram and ran unto him the fury of his power. The violence of the attack is emphasized by three words, ran, fury, and power. Can I repeat that? Ran, fury, and power. He ran rather than march. His attack was not calm and calculating, but was furious in anger. Furious. The devil is attacking us and he's coming with all his venom, with all his fury, but children of God, stand firm. Stand in the word of God, right? Stand in the strength of God. He has given us the power to overcome. Verse 7 Daniel repeats that the goat attacked the ram. And the Hebrew words mean that he came close. He stretched out to reach for. The goat attacked the ram with all of his might. Um, and, and that's what. This, this, this sickness and disease is attacking, attacking everybody. And, and the church is under attack. But stand firm, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. The goat struck the ram and shattered both of his own, and the ram was unable to withstand the force of the goat's attack. The ram was not just defeated. He was thrown to the ground and trampled by the goat. And I don't know if that says anything to you, but we're going to walk all over Satan. We're going to trample sin on the feet. God cannot be defeated, will not be defeated. He will be victorious. His church will be victorious, and all his people will be victorious. So stand fast, my, my brothers and my sisters, and pay some attention to this scripture. Equate it with the book of, of Revelation, the last book in the Bible, because it's coming to pass. It's here at hand. Everybody needs to tighten your rein. Tie up your shoes, lace. And stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Um, 
We are living in a time of distress that Daniel spoke about, time of uncertainty, time of confusion. Everybody is confused. Governments are confused. They don't know what to do. Presidents are being confused. They don't know what to do. They're doing everything that is, is in their human power to do. But we do not need to be confused. We need to stand our ground. We need to pray, 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 pray. Daniel prayed. We need to pray. We need to pray as we never prayed before. And don't just spend time and talking about things that you don't know. All right? Spend some time. People are doing everything in the power to help their, their neighbors. And um, we as church members, we need to lift the banner high and help those who we can because they need the message. Um, God is in control. And at the end of this all, we will see that God is, will get the glory. So live in hope. All right? Better to have a God whose mystery we cannot understand than to have a God whose adequacy we cannot rely on. Rely on God. Rely on God. He is the hope of salvation. Christ in you, says Paul, is the hope of glory. Christ in you. If you have him, then let's utilize what we have. And I do hope and pray. I was, I was early this morning. I was praying. The Lord woke me up. And um, he was talking to me. And I was having a great time with God. And let all of those, those of us who are in the church, who are called by the name of Christ, we don't have time now for confusion. We don't have time to, to, to have malice against one another. We're not talking to each other. And this one drawing apart and that one drawing apart. We don't have time for that. It's time to get the glory. Let's fast and pray and seek God. And when this is all done, we should not come to church to be confessing and repenting. We should come to church to give God the glory and worship him and praise him who sits on the throne forever and ever and ever. I could go on and on and on and on, but we are limited by time. So blessings to all of you. Let's stay in the faith. Um, protect yourself. Stay safe. God bless you all. Senior Pastor, it says here in the conclusion that Daniel's second revelation reminds us again that evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And that kind of jumped out at me because many times we, we often look at governments and kingdoms, kings and queens and, you know, the monarchs and all these other types of institutions, but we don't look at our neighbors and our friends that sometimes evil is within our own ranks. Evil is associated with people that we deal with on a daily basis. Um, so I look at it and, I, and you know, we... We look at evil as sometimes far-fetched, you know, it's, it's over there, it's, it's in government, you know, whether it be state or local or national government, you know, but we don't realize that there is evil that dwells among us in our daily lives. Um, but 
the author of this commentary says, we are blessed to be living in the age of the Spirit when God has given us the comfort and strength of his presence. We see wars and rumors of wars. We see famines, pestilence, floods, and earthquakes. But we know that God will make all things new in the end. Therefore, we live in hope of a new heaven and a new earth. And that's our assurance. You know, we live in hope of a new heaven and a new earth. Senior Pastor, I want you to, if you can, pray for those who may not have that hope or maybe their light is starting to dim. They don't know exactly what to believe, who to believe, you know, where to go, even though we're telling them, you know, that their hope is in God. You know, because of their individual circumstances, they're not quite sure exactly what to do in these times. Can you offer up a prayer for them that they will be able to to see as the, you know, as this quote talked about, um, you know, that we need seers. Um, is there any way, you know, we can find the opportunity, you know, for these individuals to come to God, um, even during this session, that maybe somebody on the line, you know, will be able to come to God, be able to see God for themselves and come to know him as their Lord and Savior. Um, if you can, just offer up a prayer right now um, for those individuals. Oh, God, we come to you once again. We're looking. We're searching. Oh, God, and all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to their own way. But we come to you for reconciliation this morning. Lord, it's, it's sometimes difficult to understand your ways, because your ways are higher than our ways. And your thoughts are greater than our thoughts. And Lord, sometimes we don't know what to believe or what to think. And even those of us who know you, we find it hard sometimes to comprehend some things. But, oh God, we ask you that you will turn our focus in what is happening, that we will focus on you the risen Lamb, the Lamb of God, which take away the sins of the world. We pray for any person who is listening to us today or who will hear this word and they have not yet confessed you as Lord. They have not yet accepted you as their Savior. We pray, God, that this that is happening, this disease, this uncertainty, this confusion will not go in vain but their hearts, people's hearts, will be turned to you as God. For you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in you should not perish, but have everlasting life. You said, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friend. And you did that for us. You suffered for us. You died for us. You were buried and you were resurrected. Oh, God, and you cried out on the cross, it is finished. Man's redemption is complete. And when you came up from the dead, you said, I have the keys of death 
and help. Give us consolation today. Help us to hang on to our hope. Help us to cement our faith in you. Oh God, our faith looks up to thee. Thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine, hear us today. Bless everyone today. Oh God, every member of the body of Christ, every pastor, every overseer, those who are living in trying circumstances, we pray today that your spirit will be scattered all over the world. We thank thee for hearing us. We thank thee for your blessings, and we look forward for the performance, the end result, when you will be crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We bless your name this morning, and we praise thee and glorify you. Let somebody accept you today as their Lord and as their Savior. We thank you and we bless your name. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. I want to finally um, offer this scripture to everyone listening, Philippians 4. I'm going to read a few verses. Um, verse 7, actually verse 6. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then verse 8, this is the one I actually love. Even after talking about the peace, it shows you how, right? It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. These are the things that are going to keep us in perfect peace, right? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And verse 9 kind of sums it all up. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace Amen. shall be with you. Just do those things that you have learned, received, and heard, and seen. Just do them. And the assurance is, the God of peace shall be with you. Brethren, he's coming back again. But we don't have to worry. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to contemplate certain things. Yes, things are going to be uncertain. Things are going to be unclear. Um, we're not quite sure at times. But let the peace of God Right? Keep your hearts and minds. Just allow his peace to keep your hearts and your minds. And just think about those things that are true and think about those things that are honest and just and pure and lovely and are of a good report. And if there be any praise, think on these things. So just think on those things and you will be at peace with what God is doing in the world. Amen. Amen.